When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host Carolina and I'm so excited you're tuning in today. We're back in the studio and I'm recording with Sion Camille. So welcome Sion, how are you? Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. This is so exciting. We were talking about this before but I think the first time that we met was like two years ago when I went to LA and we went to that meditation event. Do you remember (laughs) that? We were like dancing in a big field. Like it was just like grass and we like meditated and then like kind of ran around and then got like Mexican food after with a bigger group of girls. And I just remember that that was like right after college. So it's been a while, or at least for me, because I think you were still... I was still in school. You were taking a gap or like yeah. went back to school after. And then we haven't seen each other since. So now we're both in New York. And you're in your little Brooklyn era. Yeah, this is so, so cool. I'm just like so ecstatic right now because I'm kind of on a high from just coming here. Like yesterday was my first day here. I'm like here literally day two. Yeah, day two. <laughs> and so this is just such a fun way to kind of like really dive into being here yeah exactly and I was listening to your podcast and you were saying how when you were like a teenager there was like a book or a song like was an artist that made a song about Brooklyn and then you had always wanted to live in Brooklyn because of that yes which song was it Lana Del Rey she has a song called Brooklyn Baby and I remember listening to it I think it came out when I was 15 and I'm 24 now wow so I would listen to it and I would just visualize myself being in Brooklyn like listening to the song and then I visited here two years ago and I went to Brooklyn and I was like I have to move here for I don't know why I just I've had such a like calling to go there yeah and I was like I have to come here and it's happening now you're here yeah now I'm here so exciting yeah so I'm super curious to see how it will evolve for you and Mm -hmm. no who knows if you'll end up here like full-time too that'd be so cool but the first thing I need to know I think I already know, but I forgot. What is your sun, moon, and rising? So we are both Cancer moons. Yes. Which That's <laughs> what I thought. That's what I thought. I knew we had something in common. I, I listened to one of your moon. interviews and I was like, yep, we definitely are both Cancer moons. So I'm a Capricorn yes. sun, Cancer moon, Gemini rising. Nice. Interesting. I recently did a different type of astrology map called progressed map. And apparently in my progressed map, I'm a Gemini rising. So like in this moment in my life, I'm a Gemini rising. So how do you resonate with being a Gemini rising? Well, I think anyone who knows me knows I'm kind of like a jack of all trades. Like I have so many interests and I am really not someone who limits myself to doing just one thing. I'm very much like, okay, I love to write. I love to bake. I am really into hormone health. And there's all these parts of me that are kind of very different like they don't Mm -hmm. fit into the same niche but I just allow them to coexist and I love that aspect of my chart because I think the Gemini rising forces me to like just have this really open mind with the world and 
like curiosity yeah yeah i have a gemini venus and i'm a taurus so venus is really important for my chart and i totally relate to that like i cannot be put in a box and sometimes you just want to talk about a lot of different things and i think society kind of expects us to fit into a box yeah or to be able to say like my identity is this but gemini energy is about questioning that and just kind of exploring yeah all the different sides yeah allowing all the parts of you to just coexist yeah exactly and like embracing that instead of like trying to avoid it yes i want to hear like your breakdown of my big three because yeah I, I feel like you're so like you're the astrology queen you know Thank everything you. <laughs> i literally know everyone's big three but i feel like for you the cancer moon for me is so like clear in your chart because if you have a capricorn or you have gemini rising so your cancer moon is in your second house which is a house of Taurus. Mm -hmm. So, and that's also tied to kind of like the physical world, like the five senses, cooking, sounds, music, writing, how you kind of create your own sense of worth and self-worth and your kind of like values. Mm -hmm. And so I think that being in cancer is like really valuing being connected to your intuition and your feelings and the sense of almost like, motherly energy where it's like really comforting yeah and like that kind of driving your values and that driving what you think is worthy that's almost. so true I've never heard that before yeah like I've never heard that breakdown because I just haven't gotten that deep into astrology but I resonate with that so much and I feel like sometimes people are like are you a Taurus because I'm very like I see pleasure. so much like that yeah. Taurus energy but that's because your moon is in the Taurus house mm, that makes so much sense yeah I'm like I need a bubble bath I need to like all the like comforting calming a cup of tea a book like that is like a walk in like hike yeah like a, a nature walk, walk. Yes. <laughs> yeah I feel like that's so like that cancer moon kind of placement for you but then also the Capricorn because Capricorn is also earth energy mm-hmm. and it is a feminine polarity sign too so it does kind of bring that but I recently was listening to your podcast which I was telling you and in that I think in the most recent episode you're talking about the concept of time and feeling like you're kind of shifting from being a girl to a woman mm-hmm. and just the concept of like time moving fast and it not stopping like whether you like it or not and Capricorn is about time like that's what is like represents is like a mountain like when you're climbing a mountain it might take a long time but you learn so much but then eventually you climb down the mountain and you already know the path does that make sense yeah so that's capricorn energy and i think that was the goat right yeah it's like a mountain goat yeah so it's like the steady climb yeah Yeah. and like you love your hikes Mm -hmm. so that makes a lot of sense (laughs) and yeah i mean when you were saying that i was like that is the capricorn energy absolutely Did you know that one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, it's time to make 2024 the year that you finally check it off the list using Babbel. When it comes to learning new languages, something about me that a lot of people actually don't know is that I'm fluent in three different languages because I grew up in Brazil, I speak Portuguese fluently, and then I also am fluent in English and in Spanish, but I also am currently learning how to speak Italian because I started learning it in college for my study abroad program in Milan, but then my program ended up being canceled, so I never really got the chance to fully learn Italian, which is why Babbel has been 
coming in so handy for me. It's a science-backed language learning app that was designed by real people for real conversations and Babbel's tips and tools are super approachable. They're rooted in real-life situations and they are delivered in the app through conversational-based teaching. So I've been using Babbel to learn how to order food, ask for directions, and speak to merchants so that next time I go to Italy, I can practice my Italian and also speak confidently. So if you're also in a journey to learn a new language, I have a special limited time deal for our inner growth listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off a Babbel subscription, and this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash growth. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash growth, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash growth. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ciao! Yeah, so. I definitely feel the my big three are such all of them are such different signs that sometimes people are like, You're a Capricorn. Like I mm-hmm. can't tell. Do you get yeah. that with Taurus? I have an Aries rising, so a lot of people pick up on my fiery yeah. kind of energy more. But I also have Saturn conjunct my sun, which basically means like I have Sun in Taurus and Capricorn and sorry, Saturn in Taurus as well. And Saturn is ruled by Capricorn. Mm. So in this reading that I recently got, she was saying it's almost like my salad base is Taurus and the dressing is Capricorn because I have the Saturn right there with my sun. Mm. So apparently I have a lot of Capricorn influence too, which I think kind of translates into being very judgmental with yourself sometimes or just like putting a lot of pressure on yourself and being really stern with yourself which then kind of translates sometimes into like needing that validation from other people because you're not necessarily giving it to yourself. Absolutely. That's in my life. I have, I think one of my biggest challenges is learning to be more gentle with myself because I'm such a naturally discipline is like my set point. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I always feel like I have to be working towards something. So a lot of it is like, it's okay to just exist. Like you can just lay in the sun you don't have to be doing anything even when I'm like reading a book I'm like don't speed read through this just to finish it like just read it at your own pace then you finish it and then you're like on to the next book (laughs) yeah which I think is a really interesting polarity because I think you really embody this like slow living kind of energy through these different rituals that you have and the different things that you like and just kind of your energy like just being near you like I feel so grounded Mm, you know (laughs) but it's interesting because I wouldn't know that that goes on in like your inner world Mm -hmm. if that makes sense absolutely so when it comes to like inner growth in general and your own growth journey your own healing journey I know there's a bunch of different elements to it in like perfect Gemini fashion so can we dive into it like what comes to mind when I ask you what has been like the biggest fuel for growth for you? It doesn't matter like at which point in your life. It can be more recently or it can be throughout your whole journey until now. Yeah, I think when I look at my whole growth journey, because it's not linear at all and mm-hmm. there's so many layers to it, I think a lot of it comes from like I just deserve to enjoy existing to its fullest and I deserve to <laughs> – I know that sounds so silly, like just wanting no. to is not even like be happy, but really just like deserving to feel good and deserving to enjoy the ups and the downs of life. And yeah. <laughs> and where do you think like not allowing yourself to enjoy life to the fullest came from? 
Yeah. So when I was younger, I was in a pretty severe accident and I, without getting too much into it, had to relearn how to walk, which just led to me having a lot of feelings of anxiety and feeling like I'm behind where I'm supposed to be because I was only 12 years old. And so it's like I would see all of my peers like playing soccer and I'm like, I want to be able to run. I want to be able to to do all these things. And so I started to implement a lot of discipline with like going to physical therapy, doing all my stretches, making sure I'm just getting everything done. And I think I was a lot more stressed out than anyone really knew. Like I'm very much someone who, although I'm very sensitive, I keep it inside a lot of the time. Like I'm like, no one else needs to deal with this. You know, like Uh (laughs) there's a lot going on in here. It's the cancer moon. It is, yeah. So, yeah, I ended up um, developing Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease. And Was then, that, do you think, associated with the accident? Yeah, it's a lot of the times I was told things can be triggered from extremely stressful events. So it's genetically, I'm already prone to it. But my hormones were, like, so out of whack. Like, I'd only had my period for a year and it already was irregular. So it's just like from the get-go, things were not working the way they were supposed to. And I was put on birth control at 13, even though- Which I- was like right after the accident, which is yes. interesting because, yeah, I got my, I'm trying to think when I got my first period, but that's a little bit earlier. I think I, I mean, I also got it a little later. I got it like going into freshman year of, of high school. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get your period have the accident and then you go straight into birth control yeah yeah and I was on a lot of medication during the accident too so I'm sure that really affected my body as well and so I had this extreme disconnection from what was going on in my brain and then what was going on in my body which always I feel like is what leads to people going down a path of restriction and just having this insane discipline and I ended up um, developing a pretty bad eating disorder at a really young age. And I didn't even really know I was doing it. I think I kind of just thought I was doing what I had to do to, like, survive Mm -hmm. and stay afloat. So, yeah, I... And that was at the same age, like 13, 14? Yeah, 13, 14. um, I started struggling with depression around the same time. And I went and to a doctor and I was like I don't know why I feel this way like I don't know what's going on and I do think a lot of it was hormonal because I didn't really understand why I felt so depressed Mm -hmm. and so I ended up um at 18 which is much later just realizing like western medicine was not doing what it needed to do for me like I'd seen multiple doctors they would always just tell me like when I would gain weight, they would be like, you need to eat less, exercise more. And I was already doing that. Like Mm -hmm. there was no, that path was just like only kind of like plummeting me into the ground. And so I'd never really heard of using food as medicine or getting into like spirituality, all that stuff. But I had a really amazing therapist who was like, you should read The Four Agreements. It's always like a book. It's always a book. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, the world can work this way? Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me, it was The Power of Now. I love that book. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that book. I just read that recently, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think for me it was Power of Now, and then I think I read The Four Agreements, like, right after. Yeah. Or then there was one more book, and then Four Agreements, so. And it's such an easy read, but it's life-changing. Yeah. Yeah, so I read that book, and it was kind of like, I think the thing that pushed me into getting into spirituality which was so helpful for my mental health, for just, it made my life so much better. Mm-hmm. Like getting into spirituality really did help me. And also at the same time, I was like, okay, all of the things I've been doing have not been working. Like exercising myself into the ground, not eating, isolating myself like all those things were just making me more unhappy because I kept thinking that my goal was to get to a certain body type or a certain you know like it's exterior it's like you want something outside of you to bring you happiness Mm -hmm. and then I just kind of realized like I need to live a life that I actually enjoy and I need to live a life that actually fuels my spirit so eating foods that make me feel good and I was like dieting so much before that. Like I was vegan. I was just everything. Every diet, I tried it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think it really came from a place of like, I want to feel good. So I spent a lot of time in nature. I read a lot of just like self-helpy books. Um, And yeah. And at what point was that? that? I was 18 at that point. And I definitely still struggled with, having a lot of restriction in my life because I ended up going on to do yoga teacher training. I'm a yoga teacher. And a lot of that is about like purity. And again, like that, Mm. even though it's like healing, it's like a lot of it was me implementing that discipline still. And so it was like, oh, I can't eat these foods because they're not like high pure enough yes <laughs> I feel like when I first started kind of shifting to spirituality in quarantine I kind of the reason why I cut out animal products from my life at that time is because I was like oh it's dead animals like right it's like the energy of like a dead living thing that la but then over time I'm like no like I need the protein and like over yeah. time release those restrictions but it's interesting that you kind of approached your eating from that like high vibe kind of place because of yoga yeah yeah and I think I mean it definitely was just my eating disorder brain Mm -hmm. too like trying to find excuses to continue to engage with it but yeah yeah I I remember during quarantine was when I really think I just allowed like the eating for medicine and for fuel like seeing food as a form of medicine But then also, like, I love baking and, like, trying to, like, bake Mm -hmm. fun things for, like, people I love. And food is such a thing that we connect over, you know? That is your cancer moon in the second house. Yeah, it is. Like, that's the Taurus (laughs) influence because I've also had the same realization. Like, I have my son in the second house, too. So it's, like, I love food. Mm -hmm. I love connecting with that as a source of pleasure in my life. I love enjoying it with other people. And I don't want to cut that out of my life. And you deserve pleasure. Like, just deciding that you know, discipline can coexist with, that's my Gemini rising. It's like the discipline can exist. The joy can, in food and, and going out with your friends till two in the morning sometimes, like you can do all of those things and live 
a much more full life than if you're going to be so rigid and controlled. And that was kind of my Mm. life before. It was like that very like rigid wake up at 6 a.m. every day and like never go out, never have a drink. Like I remember I was 21 and I like (laughs) I don't think I like went to a bar like till I was like 22 and a half, 23. I don't know. Like I was yeah because yeah, I just like thought things had to be a certain way and they didn't yeah wow okay I have so much that I want to say <laughs> the first thing is like interesting that you've been mentioning the word discipline because that's the key word of Capricorn I don't mm-hmm. know if you knew that I didn't know but that. Capricorn is all about discipline because to climb a mountain or to achieve something in the long run you have to stay disciplined consistent like keep going even when it feels like it's not working mm-hmm. so that's the discipline element but sometimes on the flip side, when you have too much discipline, you cut out the pleasure. And that's where the Cancer Moon comes in and like ties it all together. But I feel like between all the experiences, they kind of touch on all different elements of healing because from the accident and like not being able to walk and having to relearn that, which takes time. Mm-hmm. Plus then how everything that kind of trickled on after from like the hormones to the like mental health side of things with like feeling depressed and feeling really sad and disconnected. And then how that eventually translated into maybe finding trying to find control through like food or dieting or over exercising and then eventually finding like a holistic perspective and realizing that maybe running yourself down to the ground through all these things is actually what's causing the problem in the first place (laughs) absolutely that was it yeah so and tuning back into like like you said before allowing yourself to enjoy life to the fullest Mm mm-hmm so what are some of the things that bring you the most pleasure? You said food, baking. So yeah, I love baking. Writing. I found that writing was the most healing thing for me. Storytelling, which is probably why I have a podcast where I also talk about all those things. But I found that writing was a place where I could say whatever. Like some days I'm like so angry and I'm just like, I hate this. I don't want to know, you know. <laughs> and it's like you don't have to be something when you're journaling or when you're writing like you can write poetry you can talk about what you did that day with your family you can you know talk about your future that you want to have like it's just so therapeutic and I personally have just found so much healing and hearing other people's stories like I love reading memoirs not just self-help books but like memoirs fiction books so for me that's like my the love of my life is like books. writing, <laughs> books, writing, and then I think like movement is a huge one. Being with people I love, spending time with people you love, and laughter like mm-hmm. play is such a big part of my life. Like I love to just have fun. Yeah, like be a little silly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's so important, and I feel like journaling, especially, is such a beautiful tool because, like you said, sometimes we feel like oh, what if someone reads this? Or like, it's almost like you're creating a persona when you're writing. Yeah. But then if you let yourself instead just flow and do whatever you feel called to that day, maybe it's like an angry mind dump or it's like outlining your day or what, like you said, all these different ways you can use a tool, then it's better. Because I feel like when I've been connected to journaling in my journey, it's been such a powerful tool as well. And I feel a little bit disconnected from it now because I always feel like it takes me a while to just get in the zone enough to like totally write and like channel like what I'm thinking but then there's other days where I have so much in my mind and 
putting it down on paper it just clears the anxiety and the stress like instantly mm-hmm. which is so cool yeah and it's I totally resonate with what you said about it's hard to like get yourself to slow down and I think that's why it's a practice I love so much because meditation is really challenging for a lot of people just sitting there with your thoughts and so I feel like if meditating is too hard writing is a really great way to build more self-awareness and just like learn to like slow your thoughts down a little bit because you have to like pen to paper like writing it down like you can't just be so like here 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 and I feel like sometimes when you're meditating the thoughts are flowing in and out and you're maybe observing them or sometimes you get caught in a thought loop but it's not like you're putting it on paper and releasing it necessarily you're just observing and then the writing is when you I think are able to like let the thought go yes so I think that's super cool and something that I also wanted to pick your brain on and just like know more about your story because I don't think we've talked about it on dms or since I saw you last so can you tell me a little bit about your journey of like going back to finish your degree and like moving to San Francisco for a little while and everything that you learned from studying film too because I think that is such a beautiful modality and I used to want to be a video editor when I was younger so I love film and different editing styles and everything about it so I just want to know more about that part of your journey too. Yeah so during COVID I moved home to Los Angeles and I was in school still and I was a media studies major with a film minor which is really hard to do when you're at home. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) doing things virtually (laughs) is just, like, you don't get the proper, like, editing equipment. You don't, you know, it was just really challenging. And I think that I would have never gone on to make, like, videos online if I hadn't been, like, at home and been, like, okay, my iPhone and, like, my little camera are the only things I have here. Might as well just, like, film what I'm doing every day and Mm -hmm. just, you know, kind of have fun with it. And... So I started doing health coaching around that time and I was helping people with their hormones. And so I was like, You're I- You're hormone certified? Yeah. I'm Where a- did you get your certification from? Um, I did it through the same place that Paige and- NCI? Yeah. Okay, I did that so too. You did too? Okay, yeah. yeah. So I was doing that for a bit and I just realized that every single person I worked with, it was always about like, it was never just about the food. It was never just about- like the exercise aspect it was always like the mind the body and the spirit how it all ties together Mm -hmm. and then like when you're putting too much energy in one area there's like another area that like needs more so I love doing that but I am just so sensitive and like take in other people's emotions as my own so I was like I can't do this like I don't have the bandwidth the band yeah I would just be so drained like after I would do it because I would take in all their emotions like they were mine and then so I have so much respect for people who are health coaches therapists doctors like you have to really be able to separate yourself from the other person and I just didn't have that energetic boundary no I don't (laughs) like (laughs) no energetic boundaries (laughs) so yeah I was just like so you were home you were kind of posting online mm -hmm. at this point you got your certification, so you were coaching. Yes. And this was in 2020 or 2021? It was 2021. And then I always planned on going back to school to finish once I could be in person. 
And so once they opened up classes in person again, I went back to San Francisco. And it was really scary because I, at that point, I had taken like a full, it was summer and fall off. I went back for the spring. So I was like, I don't even remember how to do school. Uh-huh. <laughs> and all my friends had moved away. And I just like moved out there by myself for six months, finished college. And it was really strange because I, during quarantine, had realized like I felt like my calling was helping other people feel better, no matter what format I'm doing it through, like storytelling on the podcast, making a little video that just like cheers someone's day up. Like I realized I really think I'm here to make other people feel safe and feel seen. And then I went back to school and I was around all these people that were like going into film, going to work at agencies. And I was like, wait, like I went to school for four years to do this. I'm supposed to be doing that too. So a lot of like fear came up for me. A lot of like feeling like I'm doing the wrong thing by going into working in the wellness industry. And it's hard when you set down one path and you think that that's what you're supposed to do. And it was what I think everyone around me kind of expected me to do. So I worked at a media company um, immediately after I graduated. Like I That was 2022. 2022. Yes, last spring. So a year ago, which is mm-hmm. just crazy because like it has been like a full year since I graduated and went wow. through that intense job. So I'm just like – So much has changed. So much has changed, which is weird because day to day it feels like in your life nothing ever changes. Do you feel that way? Sometimes like the days feel like kind of like how they stand on their own mm-hmm. and then it's like it's done and then it's on to the next and you're focusing on the present, I guess, or being in that day and then you realize how much time passed yeah. when you kind of – reflect or when you think about I I feel like I notice that when I'm like moving apartments or I'm like Mm -hmm. moving into like a new space or a new neighborhood I'll start to think of all the things that I experienced in that old space yeah yeah and then when you move it's so beautiful because it's like a fresh start yeah which is why I'm so excited to be yeah like you're in that I'm like creating new routines like I'm I don't know it's really nice and I also didn't bring very many things when I came here and so I'm like learning to live with less things and I'm like wow I have so much space in my brain not having so many clothes and like so many like I have like a million books in my room like just like having less things is actually that is so interesting yeah yeah you mentioned on your podcast like keeping a space clean mm-hmm. sometimes can feel a little harder yeah, it's or hard challenging for me. <laughs> yeah. So how does that feel? Like having less stuff. Yeah. And I'm also, I think, living with Cole, he's very clean. Like him and I are total opposites. What's his zodiac sign? He's a cancer. Oh beautiful. Yeah. And he's a Virgo moon and Virgo rising. So I think It's a Virgo. It's a Virgo with the neatness. Pedro's a Gemini, but his son is in the Virgo house. Mm -hmm. And he has a Virgo Mars. Oh wow. So he's also super neat, like super clean. This Cole, like is he like a two showers a day type of person (laughs) (laughs) like that is such a virgo tree like i'll go and work out in the morning i work out and i don't shower before i work out Uh uh-huh he's like aren't you gonna shower i'm like yeah yeah after (laughs) (laughs) i think that's literally one of the most virgo things ever i shower twice a day too though honestly like i i have like my 
getting clean shower and then I have my like like pre-bed pre-bed therapy shower just like disconnecting from the world you know yes yeah it's so nice yeah sorry I went on a tangent for a second (laughs) no literally like love a tangent yeah but so living with him because he's more organized you feel like that helps you absolutely for me opposite action is just I think one of the biggest parts of my journey is like knowing when I have like an impulse urge to like when I was restricting food like impulse urge to restrict food actually like I need to give myself like a nourishing meal like the opposite action is what you need yeah and how can you tell if it's like your intuition versus ego yeah (laughs) or versus like oh I'm being drawn to this thing or like to this impulse Mm. is that my ego and then how do I tune into the intuition of like what do I actually need yeah so I think A really good example of this is when I took this job after college and it was very much ego based because it was like a really great company to work at. It was what 17 year old me ego driven wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I was so anxious about it and it was very impulsive. Like I felt like I had to act on it immediately or else like something would happen. Whereas I think you would go away. Yeah, I would go away. Whereas I think like intuition is very much like a whisper or, like, a gentle, like, you need to do this. You know? Like, it's not so anxiety-driven, I guess. It's not so harsh. Yeah, it's not so harsh. And often it's, like, I think for me the less aggressive course of action, like, is my intuition. So I was just afraid to have this space of this time where, like, I was figuring out what I was doing. So I was, like, I have to take this job took the job working nine to seven just so craziest hours like feeling just so depleted doing it and it was a great place to work great people but it just wasn't right for me like it wasn't my story you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't your path Mm -mm. And and I think when you're doing something and you feel out of alignment with it motivation inspiration creativity like all of that gets affected as a result which ties back to the holistic perspective we were talking about because going into my post-grad experience I don't know if you remember but we kind of talked about this when I was in LA when I graduated from Penn I had accepted a job to go work in like a marketing corporate Mm. job and I remember even when I signed the offer there was a whisper inside that was like I don't think I want this Mm -hmm. but it's going to go away. I studied for this. Like I went to college for marketing. This is what I should be doing. It's safe. It's secure. Is that should? It's the should. It's the should. That's how you know it's not meant for you when you're hearing I should be doing this. I should because if you want something and like in your soul you like like I get so nervous sometimes before I'll go on like podcasts or when I'm like speaking with people but there's just like this voice in me that's like you need to do it and you like love doing this and there's no and then once I'm there like right now I'm like no fear like mm-hmm. I'm so glad I'm here right now so yay yeah I think yes. it's like that just like learning to to listen to that voice but how did you so you left the job yeah so I basically went into this job and again everyone was so nice mm-hmm. the company was great I learned a ton but then another opportunity came up for me to go work at a startup and it was in the content creator space and so I left the like bigger company to go work there but even in that experience I knew I always knew I wanted to work for myself I knew I wanted to be more 
in control of my day-to-day and like my schedule and lead a team instead of like reporting to someone else almost Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be in flow with like my content and have more space mentally to create things and to pour into different projects that I want to do because I want to do so many different things at once so I was in like other jobs for I want to say a year and a half because I graduated in May of 2021 and then I went to the startup in like March April of 2022 and then I left the startup in November like almost December of 2022 okay and I resonate a lot with what you were sharing of like why you make those choices and sometimes coming from that place of I should do it because my ego is identifying with what I studied what everyone else is doing what I'm supposed to be doing what my family expects of me da la la and then you end up doing things that aren't in truth with maybe like your heart or that intuition or that energy mm-hmm. inside yeah and eventually you realize that and then you that probably w- then make the leap yeah that was it and I knew like it was a temporary thing going into it like I always just like had this feeling like I know that I'm doing this to reach a certain place financially so then I can work for myself and then I'm out of there. And I actually ended up leaving six months sooner than I thought I was going to because I just like had this, I woke up one February morning and I was like, I don't even recognize myself. And this is February of this year. Like it's May now. This is very recent. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't feel like myself at all. And it really felt like I lost my sparkle and shine Mm -hmm. like I was just like this isn't me and I think that everyone around me was recognizing that too that I just didn't seem like myself and so I did not ask anyone for their opinion Mm -hmm. I put my two weeks in like I I didn't tell anyone I was doing I was like I know what was that like knowing it was just between you and yourself I was so solidified like my decision was just I just knew And it was finally like, oh, I can trust myself. And I think that's one of the hardest things to do is to like tune out all the noise and just listen to yourself and trust yourself. Because at the end of the day, you know what's best for you. And when you know, you know. And yeah, when you know, you know. (laughs) Like you know when it's your time. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew it was time. I didn't tell anyone. I remember I like was supposed to go to this event in the evening. Um. And I just, like, sat in my car, and I was like, oh, wow, like, I quit my job today. And I just started crying. Like, it hits you. (laughs) Yeah, it hit me. It hit me really hard. But then it's just, like, this relief. Like, I didn't wake up every morning with this, like, tight knot in my chest. Like, I'm doing the wrong thing. And that's not to say, like, everything's perfect and easy because it's so scary doing your own thing and figuring things out on your own and – just like hoping it'll all turn out well because like before at my other job there was this safety of like I'm probably not gonna get fired I can Mm -hmm. build here I can stay here for 15 years if I want you know maybe longer and I think in the previous generation before us or like our parents kind of age for them which you know for them I think growing up they were around a lot of chaos when they were younger mm-hmm. and security was so important. So I think for their generation, doing something that gave them security, even if it wasn't what they loved or if it didn't spark like passion in them necessarily, right. like security and safety was so important. Whereas for our generation, where we have access to technology and like a million opportunities at our fingertips and we see all these different kinds of realities that exist, 
we feel less called to just sticking out a path that just doesn't feel aligned just for the sake of safety. Right. Yeah. And I think being able to like sit in discomfort is a really hard thing to do. And when you're not doing a path that's promised or I guess like more stable, it's definitely like I was like so relaxed working in some ways. Like I was stressed out from work, but like I wasn't nervous like where is the money coming from or like how is it going to come in and I think when you're doing your own thing there's always that fear that comes up so yeah it's like not for my manager always says it's not for the (laughs) faint-hearted it's like you have to have a lot of sureness of yourself like you create your own stability and security when you work for yourself Mm -hmm. or when you have a more like freelance or like free-flowing kind of type of job yeah and even in the creative world you know sometimes when you choose to pursue a more creative path that's going to involve a little bit less of like a fixed like stability to it because totally. creativity is always changing too. Mm-hmm. It's always taking you in different directions. And I feel like you're so creative in so many ways, like through your watercolors and your painting and then the writing and the way you edit your videos. And I just kind of want to talk to you about that. Like what does creativity mean to you or how do you find time for it? And yeah. How do you channel? First, thank you. That's so nice. Like, I love when when people, like, notice all the different things I'm doing because I'm like, oh, you see me. Like, you see what I'm doing. And that just, like, is so sweet. But, yeah, I think creativity for me is really just, like I said earlier, allowing all those parts of myself to coexist and just putting whatever feelings I'm currently going through channeling them into whatever I'm doing so Mm -hmm. if I'm really sad like I'll write a lot of the time and I find that to be like just the most like healing thing I guess and then when it comes to like doing pastels or painting or art I think that I actually started to do as a hobby initially because I was trying to practice like less perfectionism in my life and I was like I've never taken an art class so like just for fun just for fun yeah I was like I'm just gonna do it for fun and it's turned into being like something I really love doing I just started doing it like a year ago and I got like a set of pastels and I would just sit on my deck like after work every day and I was working this really intense like corporate job where it's just like so much discipline so it was just like my inner child would come out and it's just whatever whatever I feel like I don't know like a lot of it's abstract doing that and then I think like videos is just like capturing the world around me and being inspired by everything I'm seeing and everything that I'm experiencing and like allowing life itself to just be a form of art you know Mm so yeah I think creativity for me is just like really a practice and less of like a I think something that just comes to me as someone who also resonates with healing from perfectionism doing something just for the sake of doing it is really important and I like approaching a creative pursuit from that angle first because then you're actually able to have more fun with it and you're not putting pressure on it and you're able to put aside that side of yourself that is so like disciplined and committed to like achieving and who wants to be like the best at something and I also think that what you were saying about life itself being the art 
is also so closely tied to being really present because if you're not observing the world around you if you're like always looking down at your phone and I'm definitely guilty of like walking around and sometimes just like multitasking while I'm walking or anything like that like whenever I put my phone down is when I feel like I start to actually notice different beautiful things around around you. you yeah I remember I went for this run in San Francisco last spring and I like ran I was really into running for a while which I know you were too Mm -hmm. I'm like it's so cool you just did your half marathon by the way congrats thank Um, you but I was like yeah I was very much like I'm just gonna go for a run see how far I go and I ran three miles away from my apartment and my phone died halfway through and I was like oh my gosh, I just have to sit here with my thoughts right now, like no music. And I had all these creative ideas come to me. I was like, oh, this would be something like really like an interesting recipe to do. And then this would be like a cool video I could make, like looking at the trees. And it's when you're really like intentional and present with what you're doing, it makes the experience so much more enjoyable. Absolutely. And I think for me running activated the same, even when I was just running with music, I would get some of my best ideas mm-hmm. for video, for content, for podcasts, for something to do because you're connecting with your body too and you're like moving. Yeah. Have you heard energy. about bilateral stimulation? No. So when you move your legs like back and forth and they use this in a lot of like therapy practices. I can't remember what it's called, but there's a type where you like do tapping. Have mm-hmm. you heard of that? Um, so bilateral stimulation helps you process your thoughts and feelings. So that's probably why when yeah you're like able to like really have these ideas like come to fruition and be like okay I want to do this I want to do that definitely yeah I love that and before we hop into some rapid fire questions I also want to get your take on slow living and what that means to you especially in a such in such a fast-paced world how do you connect with finding more slowness and what are some little rituals that you have that help you get there Yeah, I think it's kind of what we just said where it's like removing yourself from stimulation because it's like stimulation all the time makes it so you can't even like hear your own thoughts. So I really love to just have like a good quiet morning to like start my day. So I'm very much like I wake up, I go and make my coffee, I'll do some type of movement. I don't check my like I don't go on my notifications any of that just because like I think finding time to create space helps you learn that oh like I actually intentionally want to bring this practice into my life and so just being like okay in the morning like I'm going to separate myself or like I do like a couple hours before bed usually or like 45 minutes and I'll just like put my phone down try not to watch tv like read a book or like talk to someone because I think like slow living is this term we keep hearing more and more right but it's really just living like it's Mm -hmm. really just experiencing your life and not forcing yourself to always be moving at this crazy pace which is what our ancestors yeah and I think quarantine for me was a period of slow living because Mm -hmm. I didn't have like where I live in Florida where my family where my parents live in Florida And where I was living with them during quarantine is very, like, suburban. 
it's very quiet mm-hmm. and I don't have any like friends in like that specific neighborhood or really a lot of my high school friends don't live in Florida anymore. So I was by myself a lot of the times. Yeah. And even though technology was rising and like TikTok became a thing and there was other like there was all these other different forms of simulation that were coming up, there was a lot of slowness and a lot of like inward connection and I feel like during that time I was also not scrolling in the morning like now I I feel like I do pick it up a little bit more right when I wake up which is I'm like in the bathroom yeah it's like (laughs) in the morning yeah TMI but like and then I end up like being on my phone and I don't want to have that habit Mm -hmm. because I do feel like when you set the tone in the morning and you're not on your phone you kind of are able to cultivate this presence into your day yeah I find for me that also just like knowing which things give me like big dopamine spikes and so like going on my phone first thing in the morning is like a dopamine spike so then the whole day I'm gonna be like Like craving (laughs) craving dopamine hits from like different things yeah so I think like it's totally fine if you're checking your phone first thing in the morning but then it's like maybe like not scrolling for like 15 minutes and just making it only like a few minutes like or then just making it more intentional at night yeah finding other different ways to disconnect from our phones so that we can listen to our thoughts or find time to like watercolor or do all these other things yeah or like if you're on a walk just even like I think it's hard when you're used to being stimulated all the time so like for me something that really helps me if I am like I need something like I'll listen to music even but then I'll just walk and like not go on my phone Mm -hmm. so it's just like implementing these practices where you're you're more present and you're more intentional because I think a lot of times like slow living is seen as like oh so you just like don't do as much it's like no I'm still going all day long it's just like when I'm doing that thing I'm there in that moment intentional yeah like right now we're here we're not like (laughs) distracted like we're present yeah yeah Yeah, and I think conversation like quality time with other people is probably my like top love language like words of affirmation blended with quality time Mm -hmm. which is why I love podcasting and I love going on like dates with friends or with Pedro or with my parents with my brother like just being around people because when you're around someone else and you pick up your phone you're so aware of that habit like you're so aware that you're not being present or I guess maybe some people aren't but at least I am yeah I am too or if someone in your company picks up their phone you're so aware that they're not really and they're like on their phone and you're like yeah, you, like, notice it. Yeah. Because if you, like, try not to do that, you start to... Yeah, I think I used to just be on my phone all the time and not be intentional about it at all. Yeah, and I think creating intentional moments comes from being more present. Mm-hmm. And to be more present, we have to create more boundaries with our phones and with technology. Totally. And also just, like, I think a big part of slow living is just allowing yourself to exist and not have to be doing anything, like... Like, releasing toxic productivity. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, just going to the park and laying in the sun. Like, that is so good for you. And it's so good. It feels amazing. It feels amazing. Like, you realize, like, life is actually good. You know, like, when you're just, like, laying on grass. It's like you walk barefoot on grass for a second and you're like, oh, wait, I'm, like, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah. Yeah, like, the universe has my back. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we've touched on so many different topics but I want to do some rapid fire questions and I do this on every guest episode so the first one is do you have a quote or a mantra that you like that you love or that you tune back to frequently 
Yeah, I think I have different ones for different seasons of my life, but recently mine has been just keep going, which like in all areas of my life has just been so amazing. Like when I'm feeling discomfort, it's like just keep going through it, you know, like or when I'm doubting myself, it's like just keep going. And I just yeah, that came to me one day when I was like telling my boyfriend about like certain things I was like worried about and just like fears I was having and he was like just keep going so mm-hmm. I love that it's like persist mm-hmm. yes amazing and what makes you feel like your higher self mm, I love that question I think doing things I'm proud of like whether that be creating something I'm proud of or like being a good friend to someone just doing things that make me feel proud I feel like my highest self yeah yes I feel like when you really pour into something and you feel proud of that the energy in it is so much better like I was gonna record a morning routine video today for YouTube and I was like I'm not in the mood right now to be recording and I'm not in the mood right now to like pick up my camera and then the battery died and I was like you know what let me just do this on another day because then when you're fully present with it and when you're just like doing something that you're enjoying in the moment that you're creating it or that you're in that activity, then you feel more proud of it. Yeah, and you're just doing it, like, with heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. I think for me, like, yeah, doing things with your heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think you'll love this question. And the question is, do you have any books that you'd recommend to anyone listening as a book lover? Oh, my gosh. Um, so Crying in H Mart is a book that I'm reading right now, and it's so, like, she talks about her relationship with her mother and just, like, the process of grief and I went through like a really intense season of grief last year and it was just like wow like I wish I would have read this when I was going through that because I think we all experience grief whether it's like a friendship ending or someone you love passing away so that's what I'm reading right now that's really good um as for like memoir books I love anything by Eve Babbitts she writes about just like living in LA and it's kind of just like really cool to read because she knew all these famous people that like we've all heard of like so many times. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Maybe I'll give like a fiction one. Emily Henry is a really, have you heard of her? Mm -hmm. She's a really popular author right now and I'm just read her book. I can't even think of the name of it. It's like, I I think it's beach lover. She has, yeah, she has that one too. It's like that one. It's, something about like book book lovers book lovers I'll send yes you it's like two authors it's like a woman author and the guy author and their neighbors yes yes that one's so good yeah I think it's I think it's book lovers yeah it's that's the one I, I just read on the plane yes two days ago and I was like I just like loved it I think it's really important to like not only read self-help books oh okay my biggest one all about love by bell hooks such a good one yeah that's like I learned everything I know about love from that book. <laughs> I read it so long ago. I think I read it in 2020. So I have to read it again because I read it with a friend and I remember it also impacted her a lot and it definitely impacted me. I just can't remember like what I learned exactly from that specific book. Yeah. Do you, can you name like a takeaway? Um, oh, that's a good question. I think like a lot of it is like seeing love as not just a f- as a feeling because I always thought, like, in romantic relationships, love was something that existed only when you're just, like, butterflies and, like, whereas, like, it's more like, no, love is work and love is, like, 
choosing to show up as someone and choosing to like treat people a certain way and I think that was a huge mindset shift for me it's not like a choice yeah it's a choice Mm -hmm. okay I have to reread it or at least like look up like a few quotes and remember what I resonated with because I remember I loved it when I read it so I like that a lot yeah and the last question is if someone didn't hear anything from this episode except this part what would you want to leave them with Mm. be more gentle with yourself that's yes. like my whole <laughs> just like everything I say is just like be more gentle but yeah I think we live in such a like hustle and grind and always be like becoming something and so I think like it's okay to just be and like you're enough as you are right now yeah and like find those different moments where you can spot the harshness within yourself and then tune into gentleness instead yeah. yes I love that Yay! Can you share where everyone can follow you, listen to your podcast, and connect with you? Yeah. Um, my Instagram is Sion Camille. It's S-I-A-N-C-A-M-I-L-E. And my TikTok is the same thing. And then I have a podcast called Apricity. It's like a journal of my healing, basically, and just navigating life as a 20 something year old and I talk about spirituality philosophy I have guests on you need to come on yes yeah we definitely need to do an episode together and yeah I love that and you're also on YouTube right I am on YouTube I just started doing it again like I need to I'm making a video of like my New York trip but that's like it's a, like it's a newer outlet. thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a newer thing. I love your YouTube videos. You do? Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. I absolutely love them. Yeah. I love YouTube in general, and I feel I like your editing YouTube. style is so, like, soothing. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. <laughs> yes, I mean it. So everyone, go follow Sion. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to water yourself if you enjoyed this episode. Remember to tag us on your <laughs> stories and DM me if you had a specific takeaway or share it with a friend. And until I see you next week, I hope you have an amazing day and love you so much. Bye. (laughs) It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com